You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Everybody likes a gift. And the disappointment when you don't receive anything. You know, 1 Corinthians tells us, chapter 12, where we're finding ourselves today, when we get saved, God gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. But if you'll notice in chapter 12, let's go, we'll go to chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, but let's start off in verse number, chapter 14. When we got saved, God did something very special for us. Follow after charity. It's amazing, Brother Cooper, because I told you, you chose that verse last night at Men's Prayer uh, last Tuesday for us to read about 1 Corinthians 12, where we are today. And then you said, but charity, it's chapter 12, 13, and 14, but charity is the middle. It's the hub between all these things. And everything should be served in love because God loved us. And, and he says, but uh, follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts. Uh, God says there's such a thing as spiritual gifts. Go back to chapter 12. Now concerning verse number one, the spiritual gifts, brethren, I'd have not you to be ignorant. Look at verse number four. Now there are diversity of gifts. God gives us in three places. I normally don't like you writing things down, but if you'd write them down, it'd be so awesome because you can read them this afternoon. First of all, in those three places, he tells us a list of the gifts. And they're in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8 that we read earlier together. And then they're here in 1 Corinthians in chapter number 12, in particular if you'll read in verse number Verse number one through four, but then also verse one through one through one through eleven. You'll see the gifts of the Spirit, and then there's in Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, the gifts. Most preachers settle that there are nine or perhaps ten gifts. Brother Everson, do you know how long ago you were saved? How many years ago? 40 years ago, when you got saved, and you did not know this, I got saved, I did not know it, but when I got saved, God gifted you, and God gifted me. Now, we can all work at talents. Uh, I don't think playing this piano is necessarily a gift, but I do know that Brother Galvan created a talent, and that talent, he took piano lessons. How many years you take piano lessons? He's going to think of that. Wake him up, okay? He's thinking about a lot of time, a long time. But at the same point, one of the talents he has, he has an ear for music. Sometimes I go to high school or I go to elementary high school or college chapel every Wednesday. I was in elementary chapel and I started singing a song. He never heard it. And I started singing this little chorus. I said, I want to teach you this little chorus. I started singing it, and I could tell right off the bat he had never heard it. But he started playing it immediately, and he could sense what the next chord was going to be. Uh, that, is, that is a talent. That he, he's just a talented man. All of you have talents. <clears throat> Some of you have talents with computers. I don't have that, possess that talent. Mechanical uh, talents. 
Uh, I love the Father's Day gift, a hammer. It fixes everything. It just fixes it all. I'm not talented in some of these areas. On investment in money, I would not have any idea how to tell you to do that. I, I, believe it or not, I've lost years ago, 25, I stopped buying cars. I don't know how to buy cars. I, I, it's not my, I, I, I think I could, but I don't want to spend my time figuring that out. Uh, so I have people help me with that. There's nothing wrong with that. When you got saved, yes, God can use your talents, but God gave you a gift. Do you know your gift? Do you know how God gifted you? Now, I don't know of anybody that has all the gifts. I'll declare there are probably 10 today. There might be only nine. But there are about 10 gifts. I don't know of anybody that has all of them. I think, for example, some can be developed not by the Holy Spirit, but you can learn by a talent. For example, I don't know if I have the gift of giving. But you say, well, Pastor, <clears throat> you're one of the most giving men I know. Yes. But I learned that from members in this church. And I learned that from the opportunities that this church always had their back up against the wall trying to buy property and buy a building and buy property so we could build buildings. And for 47 years, 48 years now next month, we've, we've been in building projects. And I just learned, it, it was a learned behavior for me. I don't know if it was a gift. I believe my wife has that gift. I may know many of you have a gift of giving financially. That's a gift of the Spirit. So I think some of those things can be developed. I don't know if I have the gift of mercy. But I think you can learn to love God enough to have some. But the truth is, God still gave you specific gifts. And the gift that God and or gifts, because some of you have more than one. God wants you to use your gift in the local church for his glory. Do you realize there are 330 million Americans living in America? 63%, 238 million claim to be Christians. I'd like to find these two-thirds of people. That means you take three houses, one, two, save, save, lost, save, save, lost, save, save. Now, that's not counting, and by their records, that's not counting Catholics. Catholics never counted themselves to be Christians. Nowadays, they talk about it, but they were never concerned with that word. I remember the draft when I had to get, I, I was for the military in the 60s, you had to sign up for the draft and uh, get your exemption card or, or go into the military. And they, they'd ask, what religion are you? Are you Protestant, Catholic, or other? It was not even considered Christianity for Catholics. Well, now, who knows what they have? Baptists are not Protestants because Protestant comes from the word protest, and we never protested against anything. Protestant churches were those that pulled out of Catholicism. The protest movement, the Presbyterians, the Congregationalists, the, the, the uh, Methodists, I'm not faulting them. They pulled out the Lutherans. Mr. Uh, Luther was a priest. And he read the book of Romans, and he read the word justification, and he studied justification. 
that it declares that you can be declared righteous by God, not through Mary, not through lighting candles, not through transubstantiation, taking the blood of Jesus and tasting it, what they say. None of that, not by baptism, not by sprinkling, but by the precious blood of Christ, you can be born again. And so Martin Luther nailed his thesis to the door at Wittenberg, Germany, 95 points why I'm leaving Catholicism and have protested and began the Lutheran church. He said, because one, the justification, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Mary is not my access to Jesus. I have a new and a living way access. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. But Baptists never protested against anything. We were not always called Baptists. Prior to the word Baptist, it was called Anabaptists, again, baptizers. Because when someone was baptized in Catholicism, once they got saved, they had to be baptized. Anabaptists, Moravia, uh, 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 Waldensians, other names. But thank God for the heritage. Oh, you're listening so well today. When you got saved, God gave you a gift. I got saved right over here in a little building about 20, 15 minutes from here. I didn't realize that night that God gifted me. As God gifted you at salvation. You know, one of the 10 gifts of the Spirit, and they gave some apostles and prophets and pastors for the work of the ministry. The work of a pastor is a gift. This is not a talent. In fact, God says, I've not chosen the wise, the noble, I've chosen the weak, the base things of confound the mighty. I remember going to Bible college. I never studied to be a pastor because I knew I could not master the language of Greek and Hebrew. I didn't know what hermeneutics meant. I didn't know what, uh, 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 when we, we a defensive argument, uh, 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 yeah, I apologize, uh, uh, <laughs> apologetics. I didn't know what apologetics, I thought it just meant to apologize for something. I never knew that. That strong defense of what you believe. And so all through Bible college, I knew God was calling me, but I didn't rebel. I didn't rebel. I just said, God, you can't, you can't use me. I get nervous. I break out in a sweat. I get nervous. I stutter. I stammer. I, I can't be used. I want to be used. I'll do anything in the work of the Lord. I'll be there. And I started as the janitor. I love being the janitor. And I began to lead a choir. And I began to lead congregational singing. And I loved all that. But no, I couldn't be a pastor. And I was an assistant pastor uh, for about four, four and a half years. And God called us here. Oh, what a joy to come. Because I knew I couldn't get away from it. I knew God. I didn't really know as much that he gifted me. But I knew that I was supposed to preach. There was a longing in my heart to preach the word of God. I came here with my wife on February the 8th, 1976. I preached three times that day. That was as many times as I'd preached previous as an assistant pastor. And one of those was on the radio. I I never preached before. But I knew God wanted me to preach. But I tell you what, now looking back, 40, almost eight years later, I know God created me to be a pastor. When I got saved over here 66 years ago, I didn't know God wanted me to be a pastor. I know with my life, if I die today, I have fulfilled the will of God for my life because he gifted me. Not the fact that I say I'm good at it. 
I'm just saying that, that someone, they used to say in the church is young, we were growing, 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 growing. And they said, oh, you'd be a great CEO of a company. company. I'd be a failure. God did not equip me to be a CEO of a company. God equipped me to be a pastor. And there's certain characteristics, there's five Greek words that deals with the pastor. And those five words he put in my heart. I'm a pastor. The word pastor means shepherd. I love my people. It doesn't, doesn't take me long to tell you I love you. I love the people of God. Uh, the Bible says I'm to be a, a, a Keruk, a preacher of the gospel. I'm to be a didaskalos, a teacher of the gospel. I'm to be an episkopos, an overseer of the assembly and watch everything, make sure things are going right. And I'm to be a presbyteros, a president of the assembly, not to rule over people. Now, there are several gifts of the Spirit. God gave you one or more of these. I'll give them to you quickly. You can look up all those texts for the sake of time because I want to get where we're going with these, how you're using it. What is the gift of helps? 1 Corinthians 12, 30, 12, 28, while you're here. The gift of helps. Some of you have that gift. You, you live to help people. Dr. Nikolai, our great preacher friend here, Dr. Nikolai, was out walking where he lives in a beautiful mobile park in Sunnyvale off of Mary Avenue. And he was walking and the sidewalk was uneasy and he tripped and he fell head first and he hit his head. You know, a lot of people that stopped, I wonder how many of those were Christians really. They just stopped and got out of the car and, and came to his aid. Blood was coming, you know, a head wound. Called the police, the police were there within two minutes. Fire department there in two minutes. Well, I think you can have empathy as a person, a human being. But I wonder how many of those were Christians because most of the people just drove right on by. When you see a need in somebody's life, some of you just live to help. It's like, yes, this is what I'm here for. Mr. Treeper and I have experienced that for 10 weeks and she never broke a bone in her body and then these multiple breaks and surgeries and, and rods and pins and, and, and plates and screws and nails and all that she has in their wire, all put it all back together. This church, so, I mean, you folks, I pull up here, good night. So many of you just come rush to help her when she was in the wheelchair, now the walker. And she thinks tonight a cane, but I don't think so. But we'll talk with Dr. Monica on that. You've helped us with food. You've helped us. You know, Mr. Treber would be at home. Someone would call. I'm at the grocery store. What do you need to pick up? One day they're going to call me and say, I need a 65 Corvette convertible. That's what I need. You know why you do that? Yes, you're kind. and Yes, you love us. But so many of you have the gift of helps. You just live to help people. That's a gift. Are you using it? You know, another gift of the Bible, it says here in, where we read both in Romans 12 and in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 28, is ruling, or it's also called government. That is not to be in, in, in the political arena, but to be in government or ruling is to oversee. Some of you, God gave you a gift 
And yet I know pastors today, I've talked to some, I can think of some I talked to this week. They're in a church where this man or this lady, they don't have that gift, but they're all ticked off because I'm not being used and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna get a following and people will follow me because I wanna rule over this area. If you're not given the gift to rule or to govern or to lead or to guard or to protect those words that mean government or ruling, then don't try to do it. Be a follower, don't be the leader. Number three is the gift of exhortation in Romans 12. What is to exhort? It means to encourage. Just to encourage people. Someone sings a solo. And you just sang a solo. 80% of that was good. How does that help you? Or if, if you're singing and someone's sitting like this, it's just an amazing, someone sit like this. That's not exhortation. You don't have that gift. It's like, okay, big boy, you're not doing it. Exhortation. How about number three? You're staying with us. Number one, the gift of helps. The gift of ruling. The gift of exhortation. The, 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 the gift of giving, Romans 12, 12, 12, 8. You look, we have people in this church. They are looking for ways to give. You don't know who I'm talking about. I was with a couple this week and they said somebody in our church gave our, our daughter, who is a college age student, $100. Well, why? Because that person is a giving person. They look for ways to give. But you know what that college person did? They, they rejoiced and said, I'm going to give this away. I think the one that gave had the gift of giving and the one that received had the gift of giving. That's what life's about. It's more blessed to give. Number one, the gift of helps. Number two, the gift of ruling. Number three, the gift of, you're doing well. Number four, the gift of giving. And then number five, the gift of mercy. Romans 12, eight, the gift of mercy. Mercy is showing pity. After all these experiences with doctors and surgeons and nurses and, and emergency rooms, I'll tell you what, you know I've all, we have nearing 100 people in our church that work in the medical field. I'll tell you what, people that are in the medical field, I know there's probably some goofy ones, like there's some goofy preachers. <laughs> but you know, the medical field are awesome. They, 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 they live, they, they live to show mercy. How are you doing? Are you feeling well? Did you sleep well? <laughs> My wife said, no, you were in here every 20 minutes. Did I sleep well? I told you this, but I love telling the story. So, you know, they, they think you're always confused. Who are you? What is your name? Where do you live? What hospital are you in? They come all the time asking that. And why are you here? And she said, I just had a baby. <laughs> there's grandma and grandpa. Good to see you here. Do you know, there, there's the gift of mercy. We've experienced it. The mercy, the, the pity, the concern, the care of God's people. Uh, you're, you're doing well. I'm going to pull it together. The, the, the gift of pastoring. Pastor Cooper, you have traveled for 15 years every week, a different church, for 51 weeks out of the year at least. 
and sometimes more than one church. You've seen some pastors that were loved like we are loved here. Our people are so good to us. But you've seen some pastors that are pretty well beat up. I know a, a pastor in the northern state in the dead of winter a few years back, several years ago now. The lady that ran the finances got mad at the pastor and his wife, and she cut the power off to the church house, the parsonage where they lived, in the dead of winter in the snow. And for several days, they had no power in the house. You know, I, I, I can't imagine, Pastor, I can't imagine pastoring a church like, yeah, I don't think anybody here would ever try to do us wrong. I thank God for the people, we've had the stories. I think of some I dealt with this past week across this nation, some pastors. I'm thinking, oh, my dear friend, God bless you. I'm so sorry you're going through that mess, and I'm so sorry they're treating like that. I'm so sorry that they, they're telling you all. I'm just sorry. I hurt to think what you're going through. You know, there's a, I, I, quickly, quickly, there's a gift of faith. Faith is believing God. Some of you have great faith. There, there's the gift of wisdom, and there's a gift of knowledge. Now, all of us have talents, but all of us have been given a gift. You might have only one gift. You might have two. I think most of you have more than two. But can you imagine if the 238 million people in America all had two gifts? Let's narrow it down to 200 million. That's, they say they're Christians. If 200 million people this week each had two gifts, and Colonel Harder, if every one of those 200 million exercised within the local church, the gift is a gift of teaching. And in the church, if you taught and you pastored and you loved your Sunday school class and you prayed for them and you studied for them and you called on them and you, and you encouraged them, you imagine if 200 million people take only one gift, only had one gift. If we exercise the gift of helps, 200, people, 200 million people, one time, the gift of government or ruling or overseeing something, or, or the gift of teaching or the gift of mercy or the gift of faith or the gift of giving. I don't care what Washington, D.C. does. If 200, Brother Manna, if 200 million people were released from our churches today that claim to be Christians, if they are, they were gifted by God with something, are we using it? I want you to see these gifts are given by God. 1 Corinthians 12. Now the manifestation, verse 7, of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. Every man. Verse 11, these work of the one and the same spirit divided to every man severally as he will. God gave Cole a gift and our gifts, and God gave Connor a gift or a gift. I don't know if they're the same. I doubt if they are. God gave Jeffrey and Andy a gift and our gifts, and they may not be the same. I'm a twin. My twin loves the Lord. We, she served God her whole entire life with her preacher husband. But we, we have different gifts. And she has talents that I don't have. And he, but God, so God's made us all different. And he gives the gift severally as he wills. So if 
Brother Reimers was given the gift of mercy. Brother Everson might need him to show mercy to him. And if God has given him the gift of faith, Brother Reimers might need the gift of faith so that you can minister to him. God gave you things to help the church severally as he will. I wish I would have had the gift of mercy. I wish I would have had the gift of money, giving. I would like that one. It's not up to you to choose. God gave it. He gave it severally as he will. Watch, watch what happens here. All gifts are of equal importance. Verse 14. For the body, well, let's read verse 13. For by one spirit we all baptize into one body, whether we be Jew or Gentile, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to the same drink of the one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. The foot shall say, because I am not the hand, am I not of the body? Is it therefore not of the body? So, so here is the foot. I think I'll do this one. Here's the foot. Get it up there. Songs are written about the hand. His hand in mine, there is an unseen hand. But people don't write, I don't have a hole in that shoe, do I? Nuts, I was looking for a new pair of shoes. I was hoping I'd wear, and I was. But people don't, you know what, you know what the foot is? It's odor eaters. It's got five toes in there. And they probably look ugly. And they might be deformed now, the older you get, or something, arthritis. And, and there they are, those feet. But here's the hand. I want to give my, I want to give you, on Friday night right here, Becca is going to get married to Davy, and her dad's going to give her hand in marriage. I don't say, uh, Brother Bridgman, will you give your daughter's foot in marriage? How important is the foot? Linda, you're going through that with Dennis right now. With diabetes, one foot, one toe has come off. And then two toes came off, now three. Our dear friend, Dr. Music, I remember they started here and then they're up to here and they took his leg off. I won't tell you if I do or not, you might have, I might have a toe in there today on one of these two feet that are killing me right now. I just might. It just kills me to put a shoe on, let's say. I know how important that little toe is when there's pain to that toe. Dr. Ith, we were talking last night, he says, you know, when you lose, we're talking about Dennis and praying for him. You lose one toe, it affects everything. Your balance is affected. Infection is easy when you lose a toe. Other things happen as a result. Of that, that baby toe helps to steady your body. You know, if you're in the foot of the church, you're not lesser. You ever say what? When people sing, our pastor is singing, and you lift your hand. I don't lift my foot, but my foot's important for the entire body to work properly. I need the foot. Amen. These odor eaters carry me everywhere I need to go. My hands, I don't walk on my hands, I walk with my feet. 
Nobody sees my feet. Look what he says in, in that text. If the ear shall say, because I'm not of the eye, am I not the body? Have you ever heard a song about the eyes? Oh, yes, blue eyes. Brown eyes, there's songs written about the eye. When she looks at me, I love songs about the eye. Have you ever heard a song? I looked into your ear canal. <laughs> it whispered sweet nothings to me. I looked deeper and I saw wax. No sing about the ear. But ask my dad, who was 90% deaf, how valuable the ears are. Brother Evero, in our, down here, he's a wonderful man. But his hearing, he can't hear, he cannot speak. Right now, as I speak to him, he's a beautiful, beautiful, how do you say, handsome. And I can do this. He's a nut. <laughs> Can you imagine going to heaven with Evro and hearing him hear his name for the first time? And Jesus says, Evro, welcome to heaven. We're glad you're here. And he said, I can hear. I can speak. And he'll, I watched him during the offertory today. He doesn't know what the offertory sounds like. Ask him how important the ear is. Ask my blind grandmother that died so many decades ago how important the, the eye is. And God says here, they're all working together, the, the hearing, the smelling. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body as it pleased him. God gave, I'm out of time. God gave you a gift. I know my gifts. I wish I had them all. I don't know anybody that does. God gave me these gifts. My wife and I have gifts. We have, we have for our lifetime tried to use them for the people of God in the house of God. One day our race of running for God and serving God will be over. And God will raise up people with the gifts that we have to continue the body. I'm glad I'm saved. I don't know, Brother Jose, how there could be 238 million people saved in America. I don't know how that could happen with all the nonsense with sin we've got going on, Brother Cooper. I don't know how. Wouldn't it be great if that was an embellished number? I mean, wouldn't it be amazing if we only had 100 million saved? But what if we released out of our churches this morning 100 million people to exercise their one, two, or three gifts in your neighborhood? to affect the house of God in this place. I watch, I watch all the time. People are down here all the time serving God, helping people, passing Bibles, taking meals, caring for people, 
loving people, Amen. praying on those steps out there. I watch it, interceding on the behalf of others. I wonder whose name I left prayer meeting last night. I saw in the dark, I sat back there in that back row, this building was dark. I sat back there and I watched a man pray right here. He comes every week and he prays right there on his knees. And I watch him come here and he always kneels and he prays. I tell you what, I'm, I'm in debt to that man. A young man, but his life has been, I've known him for years, and his family is such a great wife and great kids. He's burdened for his pastor. God gave you a gift. Would you take those three passages this week and find out what they are? Oh, I know there's some other gifts mentioned in there that were sign gifts for that moment. People that could speak in tongues in a known language so that every nation could hear. It was for a sign time, and it was a, a, a swaddling blanket of the early church. I understand that. And apostles, you had to see Jesus Christ. Well, there are no more apostles because we haven't seen him face to face. I know that, but I gave you at least nine, 10, or maybe even 11 that I still believe are in existence. You know, you Sunday school teachers, what you did today and what teachers are doing this hour in these buildings and at the other property teaching the Bible, they're fulfilling the gift. It starts with getting saved. Are you saved? And if you're saved, are you using your gift? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.